Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Healthy Habits for Life podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Carol Perlin, and I'm so glad to have you with me today. Today, I'm doing something a little bit different, and I actually wanted to share with you an interview that was done with my friend and colleague, Stacey Brookman, who is a resilience and life story, life storytelling expert. And I met Stacy because I have been working on a memoir that I'm writing and have been getting to know people in the writing, writing field and in the writing online space. And Stacy is really a gem. She is an expert storyteller and she is really passionate about encouraging others to tell their story and then also teaching people the how to go about doing that on all levels from the actual storytelling um, and, and beyond. So Stacy was hosting what she calls a um, storytelling summit, a life summit. And she asked me to be part of it and speak to her writers about time management and how, because it's a big challenge. I mean, there's so many challenges in writing anything. And from my perspective, time management is a big part of that, of being able to make the commitment and stay focused and put the time in on a consistent basis so that you can finally get this project that lives within inside you, um, get it out and onto paper or in, in a digital format out for the world to see. And so this was a really unique opportunity for me to be on the other side of the microphone to be interviewed by Stacy and share some of my best tips for time management when it comes to writing. So I wanted to share it with you here as I'm doing a month of uh, focused um, interviews with, with women in business and different kinds of entrepreneurs. And writing is a big part of many different businesses, whether you're whether you're an author, whether you're writing fiction, nonfiction, whether you're a blogger or whether you have to write or really work on any kind of project for the work that you do. I thought these strategies would be relevant for, for a wide range of people. And I wanted to share them with you here because Stacy helped me format them in a very succinct manner. So I present to you today my interview with Stacy. I hope you enjoy it and see you next week on the podcast. really thrilled to be here with Dr. Carol Perlman. Dr. Perlman, thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, me too, because it's something where the topic is time management for writers and and get writing and, and create that habit of writing consistently. And I will tell you, I am one of the worst, worst where I'm looking forward to this for me. <laughs> because um, this is this is going to be good. I'm going to learn a lot myself. So just to let you know, Dr. Perlman is a licensed psychologist and she's the owner of a health coaching business, Healthy for Life by, Dr. by Carol Perlman. And she actually has over 20 years of experience as a cognitive behavioral therapist, but she also teaches online courses on time management and establishing daily habits to increase productivity. So I'm really thrilled to bring her on. So Dr. Perlman, tell us just briefly about what you do. I wear a lot of different hats these days. I can see. Um, yes, but I'll give you the highlights. I do work part-time in a traditional psychologist um, position in the local medical setting, a local hospital. And then you'll find me online uh, working in my health coaching business. I love to connect with people and just help them, help 
understand where they're struggling day to day in terms of daily habits and then help them in whatever capacity capacity I can. I work one-on-one with people. I run a private Facebook health accountability group. And what I have unrolled um, this year are online classes, which is what I'm going to be talking to you about today. I'm really passionate about time management and I know it's something that people really struggle with. And it's something I've studied for many years and I've really worked hard on my own habits and I have built a great toolbox of a lot of strategies that I know help me and help a lot of people I've worked with. And so I've been teaching online courses to help other people learn to use these strategies, improve their own day-to-day habits and improve their productivity so that you stop the cycle of going to bed saying, where the heck did the time go? I got nothing done today. (laughs) And that happens frequently. Yes. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. I think time management is important for every single person. I think we can all like corral that time, but especially important for writers. And you are an author, so you know how, how important it is. So tell us a little bit about why that time management is so important for writers. Well, I get it. Like you said, as a writer myself, um, I had this idea for a book that came to me a couple of years ago that I wanted to write for my kids. And it's a mother's life lesson for her kids, which I'm sure every mom wants, you know, we want to teach our kids everything that we've learned so they don't yes. struggle. And I just felt this calling that I, I love to write. And I just felt this need to put it together in a book. And I thought it was something I would work on years down the road when they go to college. And then of course, COVID and quarantine hit and I started writing. And I participated in a workshop and I became a writer. And I know, you know, being in those shoes firsthand, I know what it's like to have this great idea that really means the world to you that you're dying to see come to fruition. But yet there are so many potential obstacles. And if you're not really prepared to be on the lookout for them and really prepared to conquer them, then you're going to get stuck and you're going to find yourself, like I said, going to bed every day saying, wow, I really wanted to write today. I really wanted to get, you know, a thousand words done today and I did nothing. And so I, because of the work I've done as a psychologist, I have a great tool set that I have been applying and adapting specifically for writers because I know that it works in many other ways. And I, I've used them on myself and I've taught a course online helping other writers take these same skills, um, use them day to day. So they make the progress that they really want to make. So it sounds like just recognizing what some of those obstacles are is like the first step. So tell me what are a few of those obstacles? Well, the first one is just not having a plan, you know, kind of waking up, going into your day and just doing kind of picking the low hanging fruit. You wander around your house, do what's maybe easiest, or what's most interesting, but then there are these things that are really important. There are these tasks that are really important that you don't get to. And so it's having a plan. And I teach a very systematic way for creating the plan with a method um, and, and strategies for prioritizing because we all juggle a lot. We are multitasking. We have so much on our plate and it can feel really overwhelming. But when you have a system and a plan in place, then you are much more intentional about how you use your time. So that's number one is having a plan or not having a plan is the struggle. Mm. The other one is that there are barriers. You know, any one of us, any writer has any number of barriers 
It could be something as simple as every time I sit down to write, the dog starts barking and it's a distraction and I just can't focus. Or maybe, you know, just when I get into the groove, my kids come in the room and they want something. Or maybe it's something like the place where I write is freezing. The heat's not really good. It's in the basement and it's really cold. And so I just don't want to go down there to write. So it can be these subtle little things, but if you don't really notice them and label them and make a plan for how you're going to work around them, they will continue to be obstacles and you'll continue to get stuck. Yeah. Um, so that's the second one. And then the third, the final one are our thoughts. You know, we have as a cognitive behavioral therapist, this is what I specialize in is teaching people to recognize all the thoughts that we have. We have thousands that go through our mind all day long and we're not always aware of them, but yet they have a massive impact on how we feel and on the actions that we take. And so they can sabotage your writing as well. They can be in the background thoughts like, I don't know, this isn't very good. No one's going to want to read this. This is going to take forever. I'll never never get there. Yep. Why? I only have a small window of time. So why start if I know I can't get very far? So all these thoughts, again, can get you stuck in that paralysis However, there are ways to become better at noticing them and then kind of talking back to them and putting them in check. And if you can do that, then they interfere less. Oh, nice. And so is this part of your like five-step process? Tell me about that. What are, what are some of those? And then I'm going to tell you what some of the, some of my blocks or some of the things that I've, I do, that's probably really wrong. <laughs> well, so I tell me your I'm five sure steps. I'll have some ideas of how we can work <laughs> You probably them. do. Um, but you know, the other thing that's really unique about what I do is I, I don't want people to buy a course, buy a webinar, buy a book about how to write or how to break through your obstacles and then never read it because most of us don't have time. So Mm. when I teach my skills, I format them in a really unique way. They're, they're formatted in a 21 day cycle because you know what they say, it takes 21 days to build new habits. So my classes are structured in 21 day units and I'm there. We work in a private accountability group and I'm there in the group every day. So each day there's one assignment that's all part of teaching the master system step-by-step between the planning your time, managing your thoughts, overcoming coming these problems and obstacles. I give you assignment and I um, ask you to spend 15 minutes working on it and then post a synopsis of what you came up with. And then I'm there to help. So if you're stuck, I can chime in. Or if I read your plan and I notice something that might make things easier, then I can comment on that. I can answer any questions. So I'm really providing the accountability. You, you purchase the class, but then you do it with me so that you really you actually get it done and you're building the habit the whole time we're working together, you're establishing that habit. So by the time we're done, you're, you're on a roll and you've already started. Yeah. So is that one of your five steps is like, just have a, like something that you do for 21 days or tell me what your five steps are. So the first step is having a planner is okay. having a planner to guide your day so that, you know, Ideally, I personally like to set mine up on Sunday night and I like to set up the whole week knowing things are going to change a little bit, but I like to just kind of look at it all and set it all up. But at the very least, I encourage people to be one day ahead. So either the night before or the morning of set your plan so that you know exactly how you're going to be using your time that day. And that enables you to gain more confidence that you know you're taking care of all the important items, but you've also carved out this time for writing, but you've done it systematically with the plan. Uh, So that's the step one is you have a planner, decide what planner you're going to use and then use it. Really work on that habit of using it every day. 
So let me just pause you right there because yeah. it seems that what that might do for you is, is let your brain relax because we're always holding all of the things that we got to do. We have to do this and this and this, and you're holding it all in your brain and end up not doing a lot of those things. Exactly. exactly. What it does is it relaxes because you have it down on paper or it, do you recommend like paper or computer or digital? Either one, you know, different people have different preferences. I actually use a, a little bit of a hybrid system. Um, so there's no one, there's no one perfect planner. And a lot of people I know can get really caught up on trying to hunt down that perfect planner. That's going to solve all their problems. And it's not, um, you know, I have the one that I think works best that I like to recommend or the format. Um, but you know, you could use a fully digital system. I could use a fully paper one. It doesn't yeah. matter, but you just have to use it. Yeah. But I you're totally, you, yeah, I, I think it was last year you know, January 1st, I like, I tried to do that, the bullet journal thing. I'm yep. like, Oh gosh, no, this is way too hard. <laughs> it is hard. It's hard to get, yeah, it's hard to get started, which is why it's really helpful to have someone guide you through how yeah. to use it. Yeah. Okay. Step one is get a planner yes. and use it. Use right. it, set up your day. Yeah, yep. set up your day. So you just yep. get all that stuff out of your brain. You know, you've got the main things covered. Yeah. So what is step two? So step two then is making a writing plan. So I like to have people take a separate section. It could be, you could do this on an online, like a digital note or a separate page in your planner and make a writing plan. So it's like your master plan of number one, what are you writing? And then break it down into an outline because can you imagine if you woke up, let's say you said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to really try this. I'm going to take up my bullet journal journal and tomorrow um, is whatever day it is. And from nine to 12, I'm going to write, write my book. If you wake up tomorrow and you see that that's your assignment from nine to 12, write your book. How is that going to feel? Overwhelming. <laughs> totally, totally yeah. overwhelming. I'm, I'm not going to start writing. I'm going to do everything else. I'm going to fold my laundry. I'm going to do everything yes. else, but writing because that's too big and overwhelming. So step number two is making a master plan and then breaking it down into smaller sections. So it might be chapters, whatever you're, depending on what you're writing, it might fit into chapters, but then you might even need to break those down further. Mm. And it might be um, page, you know, one through five, six through 10, 11 through 15 of that chapter, or it might be, you know, year one, two, and three, however you need to break it down, break it down so that that final step that you then put in your planner feels absolutely doable. So mm. can you imagine if you wrote in your bullet journal tonight and you woke up tomorrow morning and the, and what you saw in your planner said, spend 30 minutes writing that story about the time you got pulled over by the cop for speeding. Ah, How doable would that feel? That would be easy. I like right? that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's so right. you, you create this master plan of all these small sections that you're going to write. And then you take the individual sections and put them in your planner so that you're totally focused, you know exactly what you're writing, and it's going to be a lot easier to get started. And then, you know, once you get started, you know, you get going. Chances right. are you probably could go even longer than 30 minutes, but it's just making it feel doable is what's going to help you actually get started. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I've I've done that with certain things like, um, you know, drinking more water, just the first step is just putting the water on my desk, right? right. And, right. you know, just having that there helps you actually complete it. So just doing that, that's really cool. It's actually a little it secret. A smaller chunk. 
right? Yeah, it's a little secret that works for anything. Take any big task and break it down into something more doable and you'll be so much more likely to get it done. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Okay. What is step number three? Okay. So step number three, I already gave away some of it, but step number three is problem solving is becoming a really good problem solver and being on the lookout for all these obstacles. Is it the dog? Is it the kids interrupting you? Is it the temperature? Is it, um, I, I know for me, my laptop always dies. So I could be downstairs and I'm on a roll and my charger is upstairs and now it's died and now I'm interrupted. Uh. So problem solved, buy a second charger. It's $70. I can handle right. that. And now that that's not going to be a problem anymore. Yeah. So be really, really um, become a really, really good detective um, to notice where are these problems and then take a step back and see how you can problem solve. Yeah. I love the fact that you said notice because just observing your own habits, observing yourself and your thought patterns and what yes. you do mm-hmm. is really, really important for a lot of things in life. But especially for this is when you want to change something, you have to be aware of how you're thinking and what you're thinking at that, at that moment in time. Exactly. So the next time you go and try to avoid, or you're like, you know, I'm just going to skip that. I just don't have time right now. Just take a second to pause to exactly. think about why you're doing that, why you're skipping it, why, you know, and without judgment, I think, right. You just, don't, yeah, you don't want to judge yourself. It's just, yeah, just yeah, be, be curious. curious. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I like that. So that's actually the next step. So I, so one of the things in terms of noticing, I was talking about noticing what the obstacles are so that you can problem solve them. And then the next step is noticing what your thoughts are. So as you sit down to write, what are your thoughts? So going back to this example, if you woke up and you saw the assignment was work for 30 minutes, what if you had that thought that said, oh, that's not really much time. I'm not going to get much done. Why bother? I'll do it over the weekend. You know, let's, um, let's make a phone call instead. Because you had that thought that it's not going to matter. What I teach is to, like you said, notice that, but then also come up with the plan for what you're going to say back to that, because you can predict these thoughts, they have their patterns, they play out over and over again. So you can predict you're going to have that thought. It's kind of like this little voice over here. So we're going to turn up the dial on a voice on a, on a thought over here, which is the new one. So you're going to turn down this dial and say, no, 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 I'm not going to listen to that thought. Instead, I'm going to say to myself, it does matter that if I work on it a little bit at a time, over time, I will make significant progress and I will get it done. Trying to do the whole thing in a big block, it hasn't worked. So that's obviously not the answer. Right. So noticing those thoughts is so important. And uh, does it help? Like, you know, I have some sticky notes with some mantras or things I need to tell myself. Does it help to have sticky notes around? Like, you know what? Totally. Little bits of writing is important. Totally. I wish you could see my monitor right now because I have, you know, about eight of them Um, and they really matter. You know, I see it every day and you take in those words and it it really does work. Yeah. Now, is this part of because I am a big fan of uh, Brooke Castillo as well and mindset and, and what your, what your mind is telling you, what you tell back to your mind is mm-hmm. when you tell this to your mind, your mind believes it, whether, um, you know, whether it has happened or not, like I am a person who is right, writing her book, right? right? I'm a person who, and you start to believe it and envision it and then it makes it easier to, so to do it's, that it's the idea of affirmations. I think that's what you're talking about. Um, right. And the way I look at it, people might define affirmations in different ways, but the way I look at them and I do them every day as well, 
is that you're pre-programming your brain to think the thoughts that you want to have. Mm. So rather than, so what I was describing, describing before was actually kind of reacting, you know, oh, I had that thought. So now I'm going to do something, you know, something with that so that it doesn't interfere. Affirmations is coming in a couple steps ahead and pre-programming the thoughts to say what you want to say. I'm a writer. I'm productive every day. Um, some of the ones that I use are, I finish what I start. I keep the Mm. promises that I make to myself. And my biggest one is I use my time well, and I follow my planner. And I literally write that out. I write out my affirmations every day, the same ones every day for a period of time, months, same one. Um, I use my time well, and I follow my planner. And then over time, they really start to stick and I find, okay, yeah, I get that. I don't have to write that anymore because yeah, I I really buy into that. It's in, and then I move on to new one. So yeah. you actually write that out every day that I do. So I follow okay. something called the miracle morning. Have you ever heard of that book? I have. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. am a huge fan, huge fan. I don't get any royalties from the book, but I tell everybody that I know <laughs> everybody that I work with about the book um, because it really changed my life. Someone introduced me to it. I don't know, four or five years ago. And it's a kind of, it's the kind of book you can't just read it. You have to really live it. And I do. So every morning I go through this routine, I have a little spot on my sofa and I sit out with my journals and I write my gratitude and I write my affirmations and I look at my planner, get myself all sorted out for the day. And then I start my day. Mm, I love that. That is really powerful. The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. Hal Elrod. Yes. Yeah. All right. So let's, let's review those steps. So you get a planner Yep. and use it. Yes. Right. Step number two is. Um, problem solve. Uh, problem sorry. Solve. No. Step number two is create the plan, create the writing plan. Yes. Make a writing plan, break down all the steps into smaller pieces that feel very doable okay. and then monitor for problems, become a really good observer, good detective, yeah. and then monitor for thoughts to see um, if there are any negative thoughts that are getting in the way and reprogram them. And then the last one is a bit of a combination. It's combination of ask for help and let the people around you know what your plan is. Mm -hmm. So let's say you had it in your head. I'm really creative in the morning and I really want to write in the morning, but maybe you have dogs or you have cats or you have children who have needs in the morning and they're just, it's not going to be a setup for success. So you need to let the people around, you know, this is going to be my writing time. So let's work, or let me rephrase that. I would like to make this my writing time because this is really when I'm most creative. So I'd like to propose that I make nine to 11, my writing time. However, I know that affects the dog to the cats and the kids. So can we make a plan so that they don't bother me? I can get that writing done mm. and we'll make it equitable. So maybe I mean, you, you could problem solve that in a lot of ways. So maybe another family member stays on top of the pets or the children. Maybe you hire a dog walker to take the dog out at that time, yeah. or maybe you hire someone for childcare, or maybe you have to leave the house and maybe kids are kind of sufficient, but they're self-sufficient, but they're still a little distracting. So maybe you decide, okay, I'm going to leave the house and go to the coffee shop. Maybe not right now, but eventually right. um, go to the coffee shop and do my writing. Um, but if the people around you in your household don't know what your plan is, you're going to be bumping up against obstacles because let's say your other family member says, I really love morning chats with mom. And so I'm going to go in and chat with mom before I start my day. Cause that makes me feel better. Right. That's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then you start to like, if people run into your plan and you're, if you don't verbalize it and make that plan with the other members of your household, you're going to start to resent it internally. Oh, you know, this is my writing time and they're interrupting, but you didn't explicitly say that. No idea. Ahead of time. And that resentment can lead to really big problems. Yeah. Yes. Oh my goodness. All right. So if there was just one of those steps that would be most important, what would it be? It's so hard because I think they're all so good, but I think at the end of the day, it's be intentional with your time. Mm. Make a plan rather than float in the wind throughout the day, make a plan and be really intentional. Yeah. Okay. Now you, you've talked about having writing as a habit. And when I know all of us, you know, we, we say, okay, I have a goal. I want to get this book finished. Mm-hmm. Tell me what's the difference between having a habit and having that goal. And why is it, why does it help? It's a great question. What is the difference between a habit and a task that you have to do that you have to check off every day? Um, so really, if you take that goal, I would also go back to what we were talking about how you really have to break that goal down into a set of smaller tasks in order Mm -hmm. to get there. Mm -hmm. Um, But we'll lump them together, a goal or a task. And how is that different from a habit? Bottom line is, if you think about it, it's just a lot easier to do something if it's a habit, if it's just what you do, rather than having to really train your brain to say, okay, you got to do this now, stop this, this is what you really have to do. And there's always that internal battle. Should I, is this the the right thing I should be doing right now? You know, a lot of people get stuck in making that decision about what, how to use their time moment to moment. So it just takes all of that out of it, out of it when it's just what you do. So for me, going back to this miracle morning routine, you could, you could predict, and my, my husband could probably tell you the exact routine. You can predict exactly where I will be in the house for the first three hours of the day from the bedroom to the kitchen, to my little area on the sofa, to my gym downstairs, to the shower, to at my desk for work, totally predictable. And I, I used to, when I started, so like anything, when you're first starting out, it's not a habit. And I literally wrote out that whole morning routine from mm. 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. What were all those different things that I was going to do? And I'd have to really check. I'd have to look at the calendar and, and at my planner and go from one to another. But now I don't have to look at it anymore because it's just what I do. It's just right. a habit. I don't decide, am I going to write in my journal or not? Am I going to check the planner or not? It's just what I do. I don't even think about it. Oh my gosh. You've given me hope. <laughs> there is hope. You know what? Actually, maybe we should change my answer. The one thing is that I want people to know that there is hope that you there can make hope. your day look however you want it to, mm. but maybe you're stuck, you know, when you're on the inside, it's kind of hard to see it. So take advantage of people out there, professionals who know a little bit more about this and can give you input and can guide you. I mean, it's, they're so valuable. I'm sure you've done this in your life, in your professions, you know, hiring oh, yeah. different coaches or website designers or whatever it is, you know, we can't do everything by ourselves. So when you're stuck, bring in someone for a period of time. Yeah. And so my, my question or my problem, I, I think you, you, well, I know you've already solved it. So I did, I put that time to write on my calendar every day, a block of an hour, every single day mm-hmm. for the last three months. I will say I have hit that exactly zero. Oh, (laughs) no. Oh, no. So what do you think has gotten in the way now that you know everything? What do you think has gotten? Yeah, well, I obviously don't have a writing plan. I know it's like this is my time to write, but I don't have a writing plan Mm -hmm. to write like I like. And it's like, okay, 
and I didn't actually block it off. I just put, you know, that's free time, but I, I blocked it off. So like, there's all kinds of things that go on top of it. So mm-hmm. I need to be serious about that. Block that yeah, off. It's not really carved out. Yeah. It's not really carved out. And then have that plan. I, I, I think that one is, is really break it down into smaller tasks mm-hmm. and then tell myself, okay, when that time comes, I'm like, okay, there's something else to do, or I need to do this or that, or that just make that a habit and be able to discover what the, what I'm telling myself at the time. Yeah. So that you I know what else could be really helpful is having an accountability partner. I haven't talked about that yet, Uh, but that can be really valuable. Uh, You know, some people are motivated internally and they, you know, they're either competitive with just themselves or they just like to be motivated from within, but other people are really motivated by external factors or people, and they don't want to let people down. So if you make an arrangement, I'm sure, you know, a lot of other writers um, and you could contact someone that you feel comfortable with and say, can we make a plan? You know, my goal is to write from nine to 10. So at nine o'clock, I want you to expect a a text from me that says I'm sitting down at my writing spot and I'm writing. And I want you to expect Mm -hmm. that every day because you're going to think about that. And you're going to think, well, I don't want to have to text that person and say, oh, I blew it off today. It it really works. That is super good. Tell me about what about um, like rewards? So if I do this five days in a row, then I give myself a reward. Does that really work or? It definitely can. I think everybody's different. Um, But if you know yourself and if you know that you're really motivated, you know, if you really want a massage, but you're going to kind of second guess that, but you say, okay, if I write for five days in a row, then I'm going to feel like I really deserved it. Then play that game with yourself (laughs) for sure. Yeah. Oh, that is super good. This has been really amazing because it can help us in so many areas of our lives, not just writing, but this is really important for writers to, to make sure that they, they sit down and actually do the work of the writing, right. which then gives you those good feelings of, oh my gosh, look what I've accomplished. feels amazing. It, right. Yeah. It feels amazing. Yeah. So that's, cool. that's actually how I got started. Um, in the beginning of quarantine, I, I, I consider myself a writer because I blog and I post a lot on social media. Um, but it really wasn't until quarantine when I sat down and I, t- I signed up for this workshop to journal about quarantine and COVID. And this uh, workshop that I did had a Facebook group. So it had an accountability group. And um, the idea was that you would get an assignment and you had to write and then post it in the group. So I think that's part of what really got me going was that I knew I wanted to post it in the group. Otherwise I'd be a slacker. And we did that every day. It was 21 days. Um, And that's what really helped get me started. That got you started. Oh, love that. And you have a free guide to managing distractions for our folks. So tell us a little bit about that. Yes, we haven't even talked about that today. We've talked about problem solving things in our environment that can get in the way. But there are so many other things that can distract us, whether it's digital distractions that take us down the rabbit hole or, um, you know, our thoughts can be a distraction. Other tasks that we have to do can be a distraction. I've heard them all. I've, you know, I've been in the field for a long time and I've sat with thousands of individuals working on day-to-day habits and productivity. So I, I've heard a lot of the problems and I have some great strategies up my sleeve to help you work around them. And I believe you totally can. So I have a, um, a free PDF of some of my best strategies for managing distraction that you um, can get for free. Mm, beautiful. 
You know what? You're turning us into superpowers. You know, your your superpowers are helping us to to get ours out. So thank you so much, Dr. Perlman. I really appreciate you sharing all of this information. That means the world to me. That's really my mission. And that means the world to me. So thank you for saying that. 